Hello and welcome to the Walking in Our Shoes podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to showcasing real journeys through our adolescent inpatient wards at Signet Hospital Sheffield. This podcast series is co-produced by some of the young people in our service, as well as some of the parents and carers. The intention behind this series is to showcase the reality of what an inpatient stay on an adolescent ward is like. During each of these episodes, I will be joined by some of the young people from our wards, from some of the parents or carers or some key staff members. The information in these episodes may be useful for young people and their families who may be close to an admission to hospital, or for those who have recently been admitted. The series may also be useful for the wider professional network that works with us in the community. It is hoped that the function of these episodes will also combat some of the stigma that is associated with mental health and particularly associated with being an inpatient in a mental health hospital. Welcome to episode eight of the Walking in Our Shoes podcast. My name is Seb and I'm a consultant clinical psychologist and the head of psychology here at Signet Hospital Sheffield, as well as a psychology lead for all of CAM services. In the last episode, episode seven, we heard a little bit about what psychology and family therapy can offer whilst people are kind of inpatients within Signet Hospital Sheffield. In today's episode, the last of the series, we focus on discharge from hospital. And to do this, I'm joined by Holly. You want to say hi, Holly? Hi. And Holly's mom, Janice. Hi as well as Ali. Hi guys. Um, Ali, do you want to introduce yourself and kind of what your role is in, in the hospital? Yeah, so my name's Ali. I'm the CAMS nursing lead for Signet. So I'm based here at Signet in Sheffield, but I also support Signet Berry and Signet Joyce Park Hospital for their CAMS services. Thank you. And Holly, we met you a little while ago in the first episode of this podcast series, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and at that time you were, well, you were, you were a patient on Pexis Ward. And now you're you're not a patient on Pegasus Ward. Yeah. So so where, where are you now? At home. You're at home. Yay. So and <laughs> what I wanted to I suppose first of all because I haven't really I don't really know what's been happening for you in the last when was it when was how long ago was it you were discharged? March. March as beginning of March. Two months, pretty much. Um. So I have no idea how the last two months. Have, have been so uh, before we ask about anything else in terms of discharge kind of pathways and kind of what a discharge process is like and, and all of that I kind of want to ask kind of both of you but I'm going to start with Holly if that's right Janice um how how have things been after after leaving here really nice really? I like being at home with my dog with your dog with Luna. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how have you been spending your time what have you been doing um I've been going on lots of walks with mm-hmm. my dog and I've been going to dance classes okay. and started driving lessons. Wow. Yeah. So how are, how are the dance classes going? Good. Yeah. I really enjoy them. What kind of, what kind of dance is it? Contemporary dance. I'm going to pretend to know what that means. Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, what does that mean? It's like a mixture between ballet and other styles. Mm. Okay. And driving lessons? Yeah. How's that going? Very scary. <laughs> is that scary Janice yeah I haven't been in the car with her <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing okay um and I'm gonna can I ask you kind of how have things been from your perspective like from having obviously having Holly back and kind of what the discharge has been like um yeah it's been really great to have Holly back we're so we're so glad that she's back it's been a, it was a long while so yeah it's been really good and how have the last kind of couple of months been from from your perspective yeah, they've gone really well. You know, we're taking it slow and and day by day, but 
you know, Holly just did so well. So we're really proud of her. Oh, that's, that's really nice to hear. Um, so what I, what I want to do is, is I'm going to ask you kind of both a little bit about what the discharge kind of process was, was like from your perspective, kind of now, now that you've kind of gone through that, but you also kind of enough time has kind of probably gone past for you to be able to kind of reflect on that a little bit. Um, and then we can also think a little bit about kind of what, because um, obviously that's kind of your discharge um, process. And we'll think about kind of how that might be similar or different to other discharge, because discharge is kind of within the hospital as well. But kind of how, how was that process? How did that process kind of come about for, do you, do you remember much of how, how that came about, Holly, in terms of thinking about kind of going back home? Well, it was very exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, it was nice because everyone around me was very supportive and would talk to me about what my worries were and what was what I was excited about and then help me with the thought of being at home because I hadn't been at home for so long and it went really smoothly it went really smoothly yeah so just backing up before the really smooth smooth <laughs> bit um because what what had made it what had made a difference what 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 had made it feel like it was the right time to kind of go back home at the time you did well, I felt a lot more comfortable talking to the people around me and once I'd talked to people then I felt a lot better and more comfortable talking to other people about it. Yeah. Okay. Um and Janice, if I can ask you, so obviously Holly hadn't been at home for, for a little while. She'd been in the hospital for a while. Um, what was it like was was there any kind of worries from your perspective in terms of having Holly? But obviously, you want you want to hold you back, obviously. I know yeah. that kind of goes without saying. But was was there any kind of anxieties about kind of? Um, yeah, because we hadn't had Holly back in a in a while, so we were we were really excited, but it it was scary as well, just to you know ensure that everything went well and she was safe and she was ready to come back. So yeah, it was it was a bit scary. Yeah, was was it scary for you at all, Holly, or was it just exciting? It was a bit scary, but I was. It was more exciting. Okay. Um. Did you feel ready? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a little bit more about kind of the discharge process in a second, but I just want to bring Ali in for um really quickly, and just to ask Ali from a, I guess from a, a ward perspective when when, um discharge is being being planned kind of how how early does discharge usually kind of get thought about kind of on the wards is it something which happens kind of from 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 the start is it does it depend on kind of case by case like what tends to happen as a from a ward perspective when we're thinking about kind of discharge so the usual process is that there's an admission meeting within like a week of a young person coming into hospital and in that meeting what's really important is to establish what's happened to lead to the young person requiring hospital treatment and then kind of an idea of where the discharge destination would be at that point. Obviously, it'll change. It often changes. But for some young people, it's known right from the beginning that home isn't an option um, or it's not appropriate or um, maybe because of the young person's history, they might it might be obvious that they might need different things like a longer stay in hospital. So that... I think people start to get an idea from the admission meeting. Um, not that that's the final decision because things change. Things changed a lot with you, didn't it, Holly? Yes. <laughs> um, so it's 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 it needs to be considered from the beginning. There's kind of a standard that we set in the hospital that a date is kind of an estimated discharge date is given. While that is more or less taken into account 
the young person's individual story, their history, their current issues. Um, it also depends on the type of ward. So each ward has like a, what we call a length of stay um, or an estimated length of stay. Um, and then at CPA meetings, which are their regular review meetings that every young person has, and even their weekly ward rounds, they see the team with the young person and family look at if that dis discharge destination is still current or if that needs to change. Um, and then I guess if the young person has completed their treatment, if you like, so if their treatment is to have some assessments with psychology or to develop some new skills with occupational therapy and obviously about managing their own risk and keeping safe, um, if they can then start working towards discharge and what that looks like. It is very different for everybody um, and it can change. I think that's probably the big thing that I'm trying to stress. It, I think lots of us as clinicians and family members when the young person comes into hospital we have an idea of what it's going to look like and it, that could be so far from what happens because everybody's different and everybody's needs change and some people completely turn a corner and um, decide that they want something different out of life and sometimes other young people they they struggle more than what we anticipated and they might need something else. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking, Holly, that, that leads me on to when you first came down to, I know last time you were on the, the, the podcast, we talked about how you'd be on different wards. Yeah. Um, and you came obviously down to, to Pegasus Ward with a I get a plan for how discharge was going to go. Um, and I think kind of linking on to what, to what Ali said, it, it didn't really go to plan that time, um, which, which, which is fine because that happens sometimes. Um, and then we had to think about kind of staying in hospital for a little bit longer. Um, but then the next time we started thinking about discharge, it, it did go to plan. Um, yes. So, what was I guess what was that like from your perspective having that? Because that that's got to be quite a difficult thing to have. I almost have like having a plan in your mind. This is how what's going to happen, and then it changes, and then having to kind of readjust, um, and then kind of almost like go again if you like to plan for, for the discharge. What was that like for you, kind of going through that? Well, it was quite difficult, um, accepting that I might be for a bit longer, but then, oh well. I'm kind of glad that I was there for a bit longer because then I could get the help I needed. So I was kind of in limbo between what would be best for me. But in the end, I'm glad that it was changed. But it was difficult to accept, but I'm glad that it happened. Okay. So if I've got that right, so in a part of you was not... I was going to say disappointed, probably disappointed, but it's probably right. Yeah. Um, but also part, part of you probably thinks on balance that was probably the right thing to do anyway because it, it allowed you to do things and have conversations that you hadn't had Yeah, beforehand. especially looking back on it. Yeah, and, and I guess yeah. that's kind of the benefit of now, isn't it? Kind of two months on post-discharge, you can look back at that process and think about maybe that was actually beneficial. Yes. Yeah. Um, what about from your perspective as parents, um, Janice? Because I think, again, going through that process of almost going for when Holly stepped down to a, to a GAU and then thinking about planning discharge, things not going as well as they, you Yeah, hoped. I then, pretty much agree with Holly. Um, reflection, yeah, it was really disappointing. But in the end, um, you know, it was, it was for the best because, you know, she was back where she was safe. And, and like Holly said, she opened up more and, and, and then she really got to a point when she could come home and manage yourself so you know it was disappointing but at the same time it was a good thing it happened when it did yeah okay so my next question is going to be about how discharge went because you said it went quite smoothly Holly 
Yes. Um, so what made it go smoothly? And I'm, I'm going to ask the same question to Janice as well, on if, if there are aspects which maybe didn't go smoothly, because that happens sometimes, and that's that's okay. Um, but what what was what what went smoothly about it? Um, I think it was the support I was getting from the community at the time, as well as the inpatient staff, like between transitioning, going home some days, coming back here some days. It was getting used to the environment at home, meeting the people I'd be working with beforehand, so I felt comfortable talking to them. And also um, being able to come back to the ward and then talk to the staff about what happened and how I felt. It went very well. And how did that happen? Did you have that more, like increasingly more time kind of at home? How did that kind of process work? Yeah, so... Um, once I'd come off OVS then I got some leave, local leave and then it was um, leave in Sheffield and then it was home leave for the day and then home leave overnight and then home leave overnight for a few nights or sometimes even a week and the longer I stayed at home the more comfortable I got being in that environment. And did it help doing it gradually like that? Yes definitely because I got to be used to it wasn't too overwhelming okay what was that process like for you Janice um I agree with Holly taking it step by step and slowly was really beneficial not only for Holly but uh, for us as parents as well because we have to get used to the fact and 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 everything as as well so and also seeing Holly being able to come home and go out on her own um you know filled us more with um confidence that it would go all right and things but definitely step-by-step process was really good and you mentioned kind of meeting people from the community team community team um so Ali just bringing you in again at this point is Mm -hmm. from a from a from a world perspective um what would be the expectation from kind of working with community teams and, and kind of how much contact kind of young people have with them and kind of especially kind of preparation for for discharge presumably kind of the the more the better right yeah, so something that we really stress from admission is that the community teams come to these regular meetings for the young people. Um, what we have found is when community teams aren't present in things like ward rounds or CPAs, then discharge is often more difficult and more likely to not be as successful and as smooth as Holly's experience. So um, what's really important is that the young people can transfer the skills that they learn in an inpatient setting to the community life because they are completely different um, you don't have an occupational therapist on hand you don't have 10 support workers and a nurse just sat in your living room waiting in case holly needs anything you know that's not real life so it's about empowering the young people to be able to transfer those skills if we don't have the community teams involved from the beginning um there won't be that smooth transition so the community teams won't know what work the young people have done to support them to continue that in the community but when it works and when they come to those meetings and when they we share data with the young person's permission but we share things like care plans and risk assessments the community teams are then better informed to support the young people to continue what they're doing because it doesn't just stop on the day of discharge for holly does it it doesn't stop for any young person i think you know, it's it's an ongoing process for, for years to come and they need the right people around them to support them with that because it is completely different to being in hospital. And presumably you've got people in the community team who you're still working with, Holly? Yes. Um, and are they the people that you met kind of kind of whilst you were on leaves? Yeah, some of them. Okay. And then some of them are new. And some of them are new. Yeah. Um, and how... How much did you get to kind of know your like your your care coordinator and things like that kind of pre 
before discharge. So I know there were some kind of changes in that before you ended up being discharged. Yeah. It wasn't the same person kind of throughout. But how did it work for you? Um, well, I saw them a few times before I got discharged. Um, but it was mainly just getting to know them and making me feel like comfortable with what's going on. And obviously they like read all the notes, so they knew what was going on. So it was quite nice to just get to know them beforehand. And then when I was discharged, then I felt more comfortable talking to someone. Good. Um, and how was that from your perspective, Janice, in terms of kind of that link between kind of inpatient and community teams? We found it a little bit more difficult, only just because not only was Holly being discharged, but she was also transferring to adult services. So it was all a whole bunch of new people that we had to meet as well um but definitely agree with like what Ali was saying Ali was saying about like the communication between the teams being in place and and talking to each other and um meeting with Holly before discharge um and, and working together really um we found that really helpful and I think it was also you know good for Holly as well so Holly, when you look back at your stay in hospital here, um, which that might feel like a distant memory now, um, but what do you think? What do you think has changed from like if we if we think about if we had this conversation? Well, we we did have a conversation at the start of this podcast series, <laughs> didn't we? Um, which how, how long would that have been? Quite a few months ago now. Um, what 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 do you think has changed for for you in terms of kind of when you were in hospital compared to how things are now? Just being able to talk to people better and to communicate how I'm feeling with my parents, which I struggled with before, and just more professionals that I feel comfortable. I feel more comfortable talking to lots of people rather than just a few people. And I'm better at reaching out now to help. And how do you think that helps? How do you think kind of talking to more to your, your parents, for example, or feeling more comfortable talking to other people how does that how does that help well it lets me it lets them know how I feel so they can help me as well and it also it kind of makes me feel better talking about everything and what I'm feeling because then they're more aware of my situation and what's going on for me and have you noticed a difference in that Janice yeah definitely um since she's been discharged she talks a lot more um to us um which is great so we can understand and as a parent you always want to fix things but you know it's more about supporting and listening and 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 changing the way you do things as well what are the next steps what what's gonna what's gonna happen after like in the next weeks and months to come what what do you have would you have any plans for the future holly well, in September, I'm going back to college. Yay! Yeah. What which, are you doing? Health and social care, which I'm very excited for. You're coming back for a job? Yes. <laughs> I'll oh. wait for your CV. <laughs> so that's in September? Yes. That's good. Um, you looking forward to that? Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. Have you got any other plans coming up? Passing your driving test? I'm going to pass my driving <laughs> test. <laughs> First time? Yes. Yep. And I'm going to America in July. No way. Amazing. Whereabouts are you going? 
Massachusetts, South Carolina, and Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, and I, I guess that, I mean, that's a, thinking back to when, I guess I, I, I first met you properly, which is when you came down to Pegasus Ward. Um, that's a very, very different situation where you're looking forward to going to the States, going on holiday, looking forward to obviously passion driving test first time and doing health and social care. Um, and things are, so there's a lot of, lot of things that you've got going for you. Yes, very exciting. And obviously, <laughs> lots more walks with your dog as well. Yes. <laughs> um, do either of you have any, I suppose I'm thinking about, do you, either of you have any advice for kind of families or kind of young people kind of coming into to hospital? Because I guess some people that might be listening to this might be people who are just kind of at the, the early stages of this journey that you've kind of just kind of come out of. Um, do any of you have any advice for anyone that might be kind of just starting out probably just to not rush anything just talk talk to the people there because they're there to help you and just take every day by day I guess and you won't be stuck in the same situation forever and the people there can help you what about from you Janice (laughs) um it is quite scary when they first come in and since we were so far away as well it was really difficult but you know I would just say be involved support you know your son or daughter and ask questions and and go to the ward rounds and the CPAs and and but don't be afraid to challenge things as well um the professionals because what you might think is better maybe they haven't thought about so and just take day by day because they'll get there in the end the staff are brilliant and are always available for holly and we can't thank you enough really no well i think i'm, I'm, I'm sure ali will get like you you're very welcome it's really nice to see kind of how far how far you've come and to kind of it's really nice to see you come back and to be in the situation you, you're in at the moment thanks <laughs> <laughs> we are very proud of you holly <laughs> um so i guess this is probably a, a, a good point to to finish up for so thank you thank you both for coming all the way up to, to Sheffield to record again um and yeah I wish you all the best for the future Holly um good luck with everything and I'm sure Holly will be waiting for you for your CV once you mm-hmm. yes please <laughs> yes thank, <laughs> thank you thank you for listening to the Signet Cams podcast Walking in Our Shoes you can keep up with all the latest episodes on iTunes and Spotify For more information about our CAM services, please visit our website at www.signethealth.co.uk.